Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. gentlemen it's wednesday and you know what that means it's time for the wrestling inc aew dynamite after show and have we got a show for you we've got eliminator matches we've got mjf and samoa joe throwing down and we've got christian doing i don't know what but i'm sure it has something to do with someone's dead dad but before we get into all of that Allow me to introduce the team. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by Justin Labar and NYC Demon Diva. Isa, I got a question for you. You put in the chat uh raid, but you spelled it R-A-I-D-D-D-D. How do you how do you, how would you say that if you were saying it out loud? I don't know. Raid. <laughs> I was excited. It's a hard D. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you're wearing pink. That means it's a good sign. Yeah, because for you guys Wednesday. don't know how to follow the rules for Wednesdays, but I stick I stick to the rules. I wore pink once, Justin, and no one else did. And I felt like a buffoon on this show. The uh, only pink I have, I would have to bust out and be in a suit. I mean, I have pink tie. I, that's you know, for, fine. For, well, no. This is this is this is my jam for for this podcast. I, I'd have to I'd have to pull out October's suit game. <laughs> I would love to see everyone in the chat. If you want to see Justin Labar in a pink suit, let us know in the chat. Please, I want to see. Justin well, the suit the suit long. wouldn't be pink, but it, either the tie or the shirt. The, 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 the I'm pretty fancy. sure I know exactly what look you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a fun episode for you. Uh, we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff but uh, at first if you're in the chat or you're watching now make sure to like comment share subscribe do us a favor copy the link throw it into social media let's get a whole bunch of folks over for a wednesday night party um but we got some news to get into and i'm gonna be honest with everybody here none of it's good no good news we're gonna start with becky lynch uh unfortunately it looks like due to some passport issues will not be able to make the trip over to india which is a super bummer uh, one of their biggest stars in WWE not being able to make it over. Uh, Issa, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say, but it's a bummer, right? It is a bummer because um, there are fans that, especially the India market, you know, they don't get to see their favorites as often as, you know, some other people will see them. So they probably look forward to this show and it kind of just... It's a bummer for the fans. I'm always a big fan of seeing them go places they don't go all the time and seeing just the, the, the videos of the, the kids seeing their favorites. But there's nothing they can do about it. You know what I mean? When that stuff kind of happens, it kind of happens. And I'm sure she'll make the trip next time. 
Yeah, Justin, it's a, it's a bummer because this is a fan base that isn't doesn't get a whole lot of people get get a whole lot of shows coming there live and to not have one of the biggest stars on the show has to be super disappointing. Well, not just one of the biggest stars, but one of the biggest female stars. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that like if it was one of the male stars that it would be like, oh, we just dismiss it and talk about it. But it, it's that much more significant because obviously it's not that many years ago that the females were first finally able to in WWE, uh, have a match in India. So, um, to, you know, for Becky not to be and for something I, I, and I know, you know, when, when you're crossing international borders and, and security these days, uh, nobody's above, uh, no, you know, nobody, unless you're a president or a, or a prince or king, nobody's above, you know, it sucks. that something as, uh, just tr- random as like, a, there was a, t- apparently like a, like a tear in her passport, like that, that's something, a rip, I guess it's something that like that is calls for, you know, security breach, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is, but yeah, definitely very unfortunate. Like Issa said, this, this is a, a part of the world and a, and a part in a market that does not get to see live wwe very often so to to take away anything that was originally advertised to them is a huge hit if i was as famous as becky lynch do you know how often i would use the phrase do you know who i am in these situations wouldn't i feel be, like you use anywhere, it but I'd say now it all the time. i feel like you use it now jack <laughs> you'd be surprised <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jack's standing like in a line at 7-Eleven on the corner there in Los Angeles, and he's like, "Do you know who I am? I have a you podcast I got to get to." <laughs> Do you know who I am? No. Well, worth a shot. <laughs> Can you step aside? You're you're paying in cash. I'm paying in card. I got to get to my studio here. Right. Yeah. I gotta I gotta get back to my blank wall background where I can do my my podcasting uh so very unfortunate i'm sure it's going to be a fantastic show either way though uh and it's great that i love that they're that wwe is doing so many shows in so many new locations uh speaking of companies doing shows in new locations you may have heard aew had a pretty successful one over across the pond but they came back stateside and look everyone who's watching this i'm gonna gush about this week's episode of dynamite so hold your horses for a little bit I'm going to start with some bad news, and that is collision ratings, Justin. They weren't good. They were bad. They were the worst they've ever been. 345,000 viewers, new record low. Previous record low was 417,000. I know there's a lot of people who are saying right now this is the CM Punk effect. He's gone. Now no one wants to watch the show. The people saying that, do they have a point, or is it something different? It's part of it, but it's not all just CM Punk. It's, you know, college football started. Uh, also, you had payback, you know, so you had a premium live event um, that, uh, you know, millions have access to via their Peacock uh, subscription. So uh, all that. And then, you know, of course, so then this Saturday, again, you don't have Punk. Um, you, know, you have some matches in this tournament, which we'll talk about. I'll get to later. Um, you don't have Punk. You have matches in the tournament. You don't have a WWE premium live event, but college football has an even better lineup this Saturday that you're competing against. Um, so it's just from here on out for the, for the rest of the fall, as long as you have football in play and, and th- that's going to be a problem. And, um, you know, I'm not saying they can't try to do have a better sustained. Like I'm, I'm not saying they're going to live in that number that I think was 345,000. I'm not saying they're going to live there for the next several months. They might be able to try to boost themselves up to half a million or something, but I don't think it's going to be anything that they, that's going to be worth touting. You know, I I don't see them having a situation that's going to be like, oh my god, you know, we, we you know, collisions all of a sudden getting dynamite numbers. Uh, I just I don't see that. Yeah, you said there. I I think there's certainly a limit to how much they should expect on a Saturday. 
I was personally, as soon as I heard the news of Punk, I was dreading seeing the numbers here because, as Justin said, there was so much competition for Collision. I feel like even with CM Punk, it would have take, had some pretty low numbers this time around. 1,000%. I think so as well. I mean, I feel like Collision, based on the numbers that it's done so far, is a very hardcore niche. And I do think that the majority of that niche was watching Payback. And I think that a lot of them tune in the next day, dvr it. You know, Collision for me is turning to the background noise show as I'm making coffee Sunday morning. And if I hear... Or, or read on social media something that is a must-watch, then you sit down with your coffee and watch it. It's not a show that I have been able to catch live. However, I feel like people are just writing it off so fast, and it's like, this show is a couple of months old. We have no data to compare it to anything. Like, every week, I actually check it out to see how it's doing, just because we haven't seen it compete with college football. We haven't seen it. I mean, we saw it against SummerSlam. Um, we haven't. I, I'm curious to see how we'll do next week when they don't have the WWE PLE, but we have better football on. So I think we're still collecting the data and see what's hitting and what's not hitting and when is it's time. But the the only people that need to be happy with how Collision is doing is the network. It doesn't matter what we think as long as the network likes it. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, so we'll we'll see how it turns out, but. Uh... Paul Kiyoko with a super chat already saying, love the shirt, Justin, Maryland stand up and uh, says, hi, Isa. And uh, well, it's without, a a didn't, didn't write it, but kind of said Jack was chopped liver. Didn't throw me a, <laughs> throw me a bone there, but I'll, it's, it's fine, uh, Paul. I appreciate it. Anyway. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Um, well, let's get into this show. But before we do, as always, thank you to everyone who is watching or listening, whether you're live or later. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, if you're joining us live, shout out to all the lurkers out there just hanging out, watching, not part of the chat. We still appreciate and love you. But if you're in the chat, shout out to you as well. The tornado in the chat. I haven't seen you in a while, tornado. Dustin Engel. We got beer money. Uh, Huffman's in the chat. Armando, Paul, uh, Super Prince, uh, Clay Ford, uh, and everyone else. Dylan Matthews, the GIF King. Dylan, always good to see you. Dylan, always appreciate you rolling through. Um, by the way, beer money. I always want to just say beer, and I want someone else to say money, but you can't say it back to me through the through the thing, beer money. So in the future, beer money, I'm going to say just shout out to beer, and I need you to write money afterwards so we both get it. Um, <laughs> Super Prince saying, Isa is a baddie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Super Prince. I appreciate that. Let's get into this show. This was a... I, well, we start with Orange Cassidy, as we're used to. Uh, he kicks things off, not with a match, but with a... Hey, management told him to stay home. And in the same vein as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Orange Cassidy said, I'm not going to listen to the boss. So he came out there anyways and said he's still going to be on every episode. Uh, Issa, this whole episode felt, it just felt different to me. I don't know. The, the, I it really enjoyed this opening episode. with Orange Cassidy. It's not a way to make it feel different, Jack. But did, did this, okay, opening... <laughs> We get a promo from Orange Cassidy, which was different to begin with. Uh, how do you? How did you like Orange Cassidy coming out? What were your thoughts about how he handled himself here? I mean, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I, 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 
be very vocal about how I like Orange Cassidy when he gets in the ring. There's something about the gimmick that doesn't click with me. And now the fact that his catchphrase is that he doesn't have a catchphrase, it kind of triggers me a little bit. But I did go into this show thinking, okay, I need this show to feel different, right? We -hmm. got rid uh, of, of these two big shows that we needed to get rid of. And now it felt like we should have pressed reset. So to me, to hit that music, you can move on from that shot. You know that, right? Like, you don't even have to leave it up <laughs> on the screen for that long. Anyway, Honestly, uh, I put it up and I started doing something and I forgot it was up. No, you did that on purpose. <laughs> I, did, I, I dare you to put it up every time she goes to speak for the rest of the show. Yes. This is why you have to watch the video version for all you folks in Audio Land. Yep. <laughs> Not going to tell you what it says, Audio Land. You got to come over You have to, to watch the video. You have to watch the video. I, I even forgot got my train of thought see what you did (laughs) well justin let me get your thoughts on orange cassidy coming out he has to straddle a very tough line to not give up who he is as a character but evolve at the same time uh let me know kind of talk to me about orange cassidy and did you feel like this felt like a different episode of of or different it just felt different than most dynamites. Well, it's it's funny that Jimmy's not here. He's on his extended uh, time off right now, and I, I don't feel like there was twenty pounds tonight. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that there weren't parts of the show that that didn't have that that crowded uh, overbooked feel that we've talked about in the past. But I think as a whole, when I've now that I've just seen the whole two hours, it, it definitely they let some they gave things some they gave some things more room. They did not try to cram as much, and I don't know if it's intentional or if it's they didn't cram as much because, quite frankly, I'm sure creatively. They're, they've called a lot of audibles in the last week, given all that's gone down within the company and, and what have you. So uh, maybe it was a little bit of a blessing that they they kind of pulled. Back. I, I don't know. But uh, Orange Cassidy, I feel like you said the word evolve, and I think that's that's the perfect word. Um, he couldn't he couldn't forever remain the Orange Cassidy that we first saw when when AEW started. There's a ceiling that's just too low and too repetitive. Um, I think to his credit, he has managed to evolve, but he's been able to do it uh, at a slow enough pace because you can't you can't go from all this. You can't just zero to 60. You know, unless you're purposely trying to do like a three faces of Foley and have, you know, wildly, you know, opposite alter egos. So I think he has evolved. Um, And look, I thought this was kind of appropriate. He had a real I mean, he his title reign was the most consistent and most frequent title reign with that international, you know, TBS or uh, well, TBS, yes, but TNT title. We've talked about how it's kind of fallen in the background. MJF's a great world champion, but he doesn't need to. He doesn't have to fight, you know, every week, every month. So, I mean, Orange Cassidy, as we joke about sometimes every single week to start the show off. So had a pretty good run. He's that title reigns ended. So I thought it was important to kind of hear from him and what's going to be next. And and even him just looking over his shoulder as he sees Moxie coming out, which I know we'll get to. I think I think it's all there. And I will say the crowd and the catchphrase thing, I agree with you. It's it's a little depends on what side of the fence you're on. But regardless, the crowd is very much into Orange Cassidy. And I do think I had this moment when they were really into him and. Just if you took it all in watching it, I did have this brief moment where I thought to myself, you know, AEW is really struggling right now, or, or maybe they're on the other side of it now that they've now that Punk's gone. But they've had a struggle of trying to figure out who do they rely on, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have the elite, you have you have your your EVPs, not without some controversy, rightly or wrongly, you know. CM Punk, you know, Orange Cassidy feels like. He's an, he's an anchor that you can rely on. And, oh, by the way, he's actually over. People care about him. So it was kind of a breath of fresh air that AEW has something to hang their hat on for the future with him. I appreciated the selling of the of the match from Sunday still. 
Like he came out not looking a hundred percent. Like and there was like if you watch all out, you saw him come out first thing. If you're like me, my first thought was like WTF, which does make him look a little more badass because I was like, this guy got basically murdered Sunday night. So props to him for showing up today because if I was him, I would probably stay home after the beating that he took. And you know, the fact that he just gets back up, people relate to that. There's something about Orange Cassidy that people really like. There's a something that people can relate. There's a relativity to him that you don't see in everybody else. I respect that. Yeah, I like that, Justin, you said that he's had a slow evolution, like Orange Cassidy would do things any other way. Um, <laughs> we got a few more Super Chats. Paul, by the way, says, Jack, you're important too. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Uh, and the tornado saying collision comes through Wichita in November. I got a feeling there's going to be a hurricane coming through that collision. We'll have to look for you uh, on the show if you're there, uh, tornado. Um, we move on, and as you guys alluded to, John Moxley comes out for his title defense to kick the show off against AR Fox. Uh, and Cassidy looks super bummed about it, which I thought was really cool. Um, Darby comes out with AR Fox, doesn't stay out there though. They have a great match. The match ends, and Moxley, of course, wins. Justin, I want to talk to you about this international championship because Mox is a top guy. It feels like the way orange Cassidy presented this title or elevated this title helped it a lot. It feels like, I mean, obviously the world title is always going to be the most prestigious title, but this feels like a championship that a lot of people would want to have right now. Well, I'll say this, given the respect that orange Cassidy's run gave it, that it was consistently built. And then, and then the person to dethrone him is John Moxley, who is, you know, arguably their top, top again, most reliable guy. It definitely has made that title. You know, when 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 that title was unveiled, I kind of thought it was supposed to be like tier three. It was world title. It was for, for the men at least. The world title, TNT, and then this. But I think this is kind of leapfrog now as the number two title. Me too. Um, you know, and there's a lot of titles on AEW programming because they they they've decided to just merge all these ROH titles on there as well. Which again, whole other whole other topic we'll get to, but. Um. Yeah, Moxley. That's it, 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 cool. He's international international champ. Um, good for the title belt. This match was too long. This this did not need to have a commercial. Hey, this didn't need. To, this did not need to be that long for his first title defense. I'm sorry, Ar Fox. You know, whatever. Like I, I quite honestly, I, I you know, we there were some rumblings on the internet that Ar Fox was a little bit of heat on him and everything. Like, you know, he couldn't travel to London, and I thought, oh, they're gonna. This is gonna be a doghouse match. They're just gonna let Moxley just whip whip his ass and bleed all over him. But no. <laughs> AR Fox got way more than I thought. And I and I put AR Fox over in past matches. I think AR Fox is a talented athletic guy, but I thought in terms of the first challenger to Moxley, this didn't need to be this long or competitive. See, Isa, I want to get your thoughts because I I get what Justin's saying, but I kind of disagree. I feel like AR Fox is a perfect guy to have competitive matches that you know he's not gonna win. I know no one went into tonight thinking is AR Fox gonna win the title, but this is a workhorse title at this point. You, you kind of want to see these matches go the distance a little bit. And I think the AR Fox is a really good person for that role to have the, the tough, hard fought loss. What, how do you feel about AR Fox in this spot? And did it go too long? Yes, it did go too long. I 1000% agree. I think that um, I, I know what you're saying. And I do agree that AR Fox could be in that spot. But when Orange Cassidy beat AR Fox easily in less time, and Moxley practically manhandled Orange Cassidy, and this is all within a few weeks, you can still remember this, then it doesn't make sense for AR Fox to put up this kind of match against Moxley, just based on what we've seen in the last few weeks. 
I thought it was too long. It was a fine match, yeah. I love seeing that Moxley is going to keep doing what Orange Cassidy was doing, which is defending it every week, just because the title went to a bigger name, you know, in the company. I think Moxley is the biggest name this title has gone to because we have, what, Pac and Orange Cassidy. I think that's it. So the whole point is when you see Moxley, you think maybe they'll stop doing the weekly thing. No, I do would like to see it continue to be defended every week. So I'm glad to see that Moxley is going to be, a, like you called it, a workhorse for, for this title as well. But... Yeah, I just thought the match was great. It was fine. It could have just been a little bit shorter. Like, Moxley didn't need to struggle with AR Fox like like he did. It's almost like it's there. I know ROH has it there, and WCW did their TV title. It's going to be on TV every single week. Yeah, not only on every week, but I think the thing is they're going to start the show with it. Like, it wouldn't surprise. I think Mox is going to be the guy starting the show every week now going forward. Um, Justin, just a quick question for you. You think of the, t- the word or the term MVP, most valuable player, is Mox AEW's MVP as far uh, as what he's been able to do since he came into the company? From the inception of the company, yes, I would yeah. say so. Nobody's been more. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, guy. I mean, I mean, the guy's like owed like four vacations by now, and he has to keep sticking around <laughs> because CM Punk keeps, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he is. I mean, and, he, and that's that's that, that that that's considering to the Bucks and Kenny who uh, yeah. had some durability issues, and then. Um, yeah, anybody and everybody. I think Mox has stood above them. Say he what did. you want. Say what you sorry. Say, say what you want because I'm not even the biggest proponent all the time of all the ridiculous blood and deathmatch stuff that he likes to lean into, and he has the creative freedom apparently to do. But at the end of the day, he has been the MVP of being the most reliable, most over his name recognition when he first got there, coming from off of WWE. Yeah, I don't think anybody else that has a bigger case. Uh, for the last five years of being the MVP of this new company. I was going to say, even if you put the drama aside and AEW now being four years old, if you ask me like, oh, tell me your top three biggest moments in AEW, Moxley walking those down those steps at double or nothing, the very first double or nothing is a moment that will probably rank top three for me forever. He made the company like it's arrived, it's here, like he's always elevated this company and he's put blood with a capital b sweat and tears into this damn it <laughs> it's it's a teeter-totter mox is on the one end and then when he goes down jericho's on the other side right, mox, yeah. had, mox had a great entrance you just you referenced there let's not forget even though even though we did not know what it was going to become and that it's become now but the press the initial press conference announcing all the elite wrestling in jacksonville when jericho came it's out that was, a, that was a big deal because yeah. Because in the last 20 years, Jericho had only ever been with WWE. You know, when, when he jumped from WCW, it was a big deal. And then since then, he might have took some sabbaticals from WWE, but he always came back to WWE. Never went to Impact, never went to anywhere else. So uh, I think it's a teeter-totter of MVP of, of Jericho or, or Moxley. It's funny because if you ask me, like, reliable top three people that you would call in an emergency, panic button, right? Like people were saying when it came to everything that went down this week. And I will say Moxley, Jericho, and Brian. And these are three former WWE guys. And I hate to bring it up. But maybe it's because they come from a different, they've been, they've been through that WWE system. They know how things are done over there. But those are the three names that I would say go. And I will we'll get into it later. I will ask Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is so reliable. You can put him into any story and he's believable immediately. And these names that I'm telling you don't come from, maybe, I don't know. But I'm just saying they're former well, WWE. It's, it's not, but it's, it's <laughs> and, and, and I know what you're trying to say, and I agree with you. So don't take my tone as like I'm firing back at you but it's not an insult to their former WWE guys all it means is wwe who's been around for for 60 plus years and has a mega show called wrestlemania these are all guys that have been integral parts and or maybe main evented wrestlemanias so that's actually a good thing to say look as aew yeah. you were able to acquire and pay them and keep them happy 
they should be MVPs for you. And then, yes. And, they, and the things that WWE goes through, then, like, if you, if you know, like, behind the scenes, the media training that they yeah. provide them, like, they provide them with all of this knowledge that AW, like, scoring these guys is, is, is worth probably yeah. every penny that they're paying them and more for them to implement that backstage to the people that's that, never been through it. That plus all of, all of them, everybody we're mentioning here that's former WWE, all have been, I'm sure, subject to miserable crazy chaos last minute rewrites to raw and smackdown and vince changes mind. you know what i mean so like they've been through That's all that madness. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sound like there's the, the kind of rewrites like that in aew so like these guys these there's nothing you can throw at these guys that they can't handle correct well and and that's because everyone talks about it, like so many people came from wwe wwe was the only place for 20 years i mean that's it's just so such a weird because of the fan base and how people treat it. It's so weird to just give a compliment and, and, and mention that they're former WWE without somebody getting offended because they're like, oh, of course you have to bring that up. But you do have to bring that up. You know what I mean? But it's like, there's a video clip that I retweeted about NJF talking about like, it's only the fan base that goes back and forth like this. And like the wrestlers, we're rooting for each other. We all love each other. We're having fun. Like they don't even understand why the fans are this way. There's nothing wrong with being former WWE, like I just don't understand why they treat it like you can't mention it. They're all they all want each other to succeed because at the end of the day, at some point, one of them might be on the other on the other company, and so they want they want. Or have they some... make more money asking prices yeah. go up when companies yeah. are doing yeah. better. Like yeah, you, exactly. You know, you know it is. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's asking prices. It's negotiation. That's why every in the NFL, every every quarterback is happy to see their another quarterback in the league get a big contract because that means okay, when my time comes up. I gotta get. I gotta get paid too. Um, we got real, something that happened real quick backstage. Is Christian approached Nick Wayne, and uh, <laughs> um, Biff what, Tannen, and um, the the guy that holds the TNT title, Christian. Um, he, he comes back and he. Oh my god. He kind of acts like maybe he could be a mentor for Nick Wayne. Now, I probably should save this chunk for when we talked about the Nick Wayne match, but whatever. We're already into it. Uh. Isa, I feel like Christian and Nick Wayne are going to be perfect foils for each other. This is going to be incredibly entertaining seeing Christian talk about Nick Wayne's dad and Nick Wayne being the kid trying to make it. Why are you downplaying what Christian Cage did backstage? Why are you downplaying it? You're just like, you didn't even mention it. What if people that are watching us or listening to us didn't watch the show? He apologized to little Nikki. He said... I owe you an apology. I watched some clips and your dad is worse than I even thought. Like, oh my God. I just, I love Christian Cage so much. <laughs> and my favorite thing is that he's a TNT title. Hasn't even won a singles match, by the way. I was it's looking at the, at the ratings title. today. Yeah, it is his title, Jack. It's Lu- Luchasaurus. One. No, no, no. The, the TNT champion is Christian Cage in my eyes. <laughs> Justin... Could you imagine if I went back in time a year and said, what are the things that's going to make you giggle the most in pro wrestling is a guy making fun of someone's dead dad. <laughs> what would you believe me? It's another one of those times where you just, you don't want your wife or any friends to walk in only the room. wrestling. Only wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, look, I mean, it was a, it was, it was the Biff Tannen line of, you know, say hi to your mom for me. That really got me as he walked <laughs> off. But I have to say for all that, um, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it really made Nick Wayne look like a he got punked out. If, if somebody's talking about your your deceased father, it's one thing when you're in the when you're separated when you're in the ring and they're on the top of the stage or whatever, and you got you know hundred feet between you. But when a guy's standing three feet in front of your face, 
saying this. I mean, yeah, I know it's two on one, but I feel like I feel like if you want to make me get a little fire and love b- behind Nick Nick Wayne, I want to see him just start swinging. I don't even if he doesn't care, it's two on one. He's gonna start swinging. Young boy, when he started swinging, maybe Nick Wayne is smart. I don't know. I don't know. And the real, the real, the real TNT champion should be Ward. Where, where's Wardlow? The, uh, the, I mean, but that's the thing, John. I think that Nick Wayne is eventually going to uncork on Christian, and everyone's going to go absolutely nuts. When he yeah, finally you're, does. you're probably right. I just that was my only thing. Like, I, I was like, I wish we could somehow find a way to set it up, uh, lay it out, block it out. That like Nick Wayne wanted to get to him. I don't know, but it's felt like, oh, dude, you're getting punked out. Like your deceased father's getting punked out in your face, and you're just. <laughs> but yeah i don't know what it is like it, it it's so funny like i'm supposed to boo this guy but every time he comes on I'm like someone's dead relative is in for it now My God, he walked into that scrub on sunday he said how's everybody's dad doing and i'm like i love him i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it's it's the best um I, I, what, I what, what if, says hide your dads <laughs> what if what if ed shows up to aw and adopts nick wayne <laughs> <laughs> then Edge is in trouble because uh, we got a super chat here. Terry Allen Jr. Sorry, I, I took a while to get to it, but it says Amazon Music has WWE Uncaged songs, Jack, uh, from Jim. So, yeah, I love my I love my W, like, not WWE themes, just wrestling themes, especially when I go to work out. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big, I got to, I'm like lifting to down since day one. Yeah, it's my favorite. Same. Anyway. I got, I already have my playlist down for the treadmill for tomorrow. It's the uh, yeah, it's same the, way there. Yeah. And then you get Don Callis's theme. Like, Issa, what are you making faces for? Why are you acting like that's weird? We don't like Jey Uso no more. Oh, Jesus. Well, I don't like his new I game. removed it. I removed it from my, I, I, you know what? Some will never leave my workout uh, playlist. Jinder Mahal's entrance music. Mm-hmm. That's a fun. That is it's a fun such a banger. We got the, um, we got Chris Statlander versus Emmy Sakura. For the TBS Open Challenge, uh, great seeing the title on the line. I thought great seeing Chris Statlander. Great seeing uh, Emmy Sakura. Uh, fast paced Statlander gets a quick one and says, "Anytime, anywhere, anyone." Issa, few things about this one: titles back on TV. Chris Statlander is looking strong, and it was not at that typical time. For me, it's uh, it's six thirty where I'm at, but I think it's nine thirty for everyone else. Yeah, it's nine thirty for me. It's, it's typically easier to keep track of when the women are on a different spot than when they're at the nine thirty spot. This was a nice shocker, but I did think that Statlander and Ruby Soho killed it at all out. I don't think that their match has been talked about enough. I really enjoyed it, and they gave them over twelve minutes, which I mean, we should have more than one women's match, but even just giving them more than twelve minutes and not necessarily putting them in the dead spot it, it felt like they were in the middle of the show somewhere like we, maybe we're trying to make progress here i mean the tbs championship on tbs what is the last time that we actually seen it on tbs that right there is a little bit of of a bit. i just wish there was a storyline and i get it because it's an open challenge so that does give the opportunity to give tv time to people that you typically wouldn't see but i'm just tired of seeing the women have matches just to have matches i'm ready to like sink my teeth into an actual good storyline we'll get into her later but i think that what tony storm is doing really capturing my attention right now i want to see where we go with her but i really would love to see a good storyline but uh statlander killing it she's great yeah justin I think that this is an opportunity for Chris Statlander to really get to that next level. I think she has everything you want in a great star in a division. 
And I mean, I agree with Issa. We need to get some stories in it, but hey, they're getting time. And I think she used it to the best of her ability. What say you? Yeah, both ladies here uh, made the most of their TV time. This was a good match, I thought. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like I like Chris Statlander. I think that she has a lot of potential to be a big babyface female star um, from the look, from from just being a little different with the gimmick, you know, even to the sign language. I think it's a lot of potential. I think the, I think the thing with her is durability. Uh, I think she's had problems with the knees. Um, I think it's going to be durability. It's going to be can she hold up. If she can hold up and stay durable and be healthy for them, uh, I think if they if that all happens, there could be a really good run. You know, we keep talking about how like we're who wants to break out and be a star in the women's division, right? I mean, who you know, it's like and, and some of that comes on AEW of, of needing to provide the opportunity and platform of don't don't just throw the women on a rampage, but like no, give them prime time. Really, and this is a star putting them at a different time spot, uh, other than you know hidden before the main event so we'll see but i like chris statlander i thought this was a really good match time will tell she's got to stay healthy i think for whatever it's worth i got to see her in person at the um double or nothing scrum and she is one of those people that like when she walks in the room there is sort of a charisma to her you know some people just have that sort of aura about them she definitely has that in person so i think they got something with her i i would definitely say that she's someone who could be a big star for them but we'll have to see if she just gets more tv time uh and like like isa said i'd like to see a story develop here um but we move on to the sex gods going up against ozzy open uh another fun matchup and i have a feeling that ozzy open is going to be a big deal in aew very soon uh, but Justin, the story is Sammy and Chris bump into each other. Jericho gets the win, but Sammy's angry and storms off. Uh, I, 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 I get the story here, but I don't know about you. I felt like I left this match thinking more about Ozzy Open than the Sex Gods. Uh, I didn't. It was an okay. It was better than okay. It was a really, it, it was a really good match. Crowd was really into it. Um, the Sex Gods very over. Here's my thing. I was c- cool with the match, cool with the win, and then but you know, I know the, the the whole thing was like you know some some miscommunications between Sammy and and Chris. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I kind of felt like haven't we kind of been down this road before? Like I feel like Chris and Sammy have been at odds before, and I, I don't. I just I'm kind of like just you're either friends or you're not. Just just I, I'm kind of over this. Um, I think Sammy's an incredible talent. Uh, Jericho's obviously again as I said he's he's one of the ones I consider an MVP. So. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how this goes. But I kind of feel like I'm kind of done with this. I'm kind of done with the the strife of whether or not they're getting along or not. Just just pick pick a lane and go to it. Uh, and, and sign of the night. And I know uh, uh, for other parents of young kids, uh, it is uh, saying a uh, bluey and, bluey and bingo are better than Aussie Open. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, sign of the night was the one that said, "Where's the meat?" Issa, speaking of meat, what was your... Th- I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Speaking of meat, where are we going? Um, uh, Le Sex God. Meeting rare. Speaking like, of meat, Le Sex God, like, this is all going wrong, Jack. Please. Do we... Because something about... Again, I enjoy this, but something about what Justin said is very true for me, too, is I feel like I've known where this Sammy Guevara, Jericho thing is going for a long time now and i still see where it's going it feels a little bit like can't we just get to the last page of the story here at this point apparently not but i i i thought this was a good match and just i i think aussie open is very talented this was solid in ring i didn't really care like you're using aussie open to advance storylines for two single stars that you're pairing up as a tag team 
You did it with uh, Adam Cole and MJF. You know, they lost the title to them to continue the storyline. And now you're sacrificing them to the sex gods continuing their breakup. Like, they're too talented to be... Um, to be to be used for this you could have used any other tactic for this and yeah i guess i see where this is going right like they gotta break up we gotta get there like why would you be mad if you're gonna be in a tactic who cares who got the pen as long as you get the win that's the way that i see it that's the way that a tactic should function right so maybe their egos are not gonna allow them to to be in a tactic we'll see where it goes but this was just there for me i definitely felt like when you think of all the stuff Jericho and Sammy have gone through and they were okay with it, it feels a little weird that Sammy's line in the sand, the straw that broke his back was Jericho bumped into him in the yeah. middle of a crazy yeah. tag team match. Like that just feels a little bit like that was the thing that pushed that's, us over the that's edge. That's what I mean. They, they've been through, they've been through stables together and they've been through so much together. This just seems like, yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's you, yeah. you, you articulated it better than I could of what my, Eh, yeah. was with with them having problems yeah because they won too like it's not like they lost right. because of it like if they had that lost that was my point it's like you guys won why are you mad at each other like it right. makes no sense yeah. um it's kind of like a it's kind of like a big you know Aussie open who just lost their titles to mjf and adam cole it's kind of like this is a missed booking opportunity to let them get a very big win on chris jericho and sammy Guevara by having the miscommunication that's what i'm saying you're yeah. sacrificing yeah. Aussie open to all these other storylines that are gonna end up with with two single stars pairing up like it's weird when you have yeah. a legit tag team and the tag team division is kind of cooling off right now you need someone for fdr i i got a feeling that Ozzy open is going to struggle until uh osprey signs a deal and then suddenly they're going to be the hottest thing in the tag team division buy your Ozzy open stock now is what jack says because get it while it's low it's going to go up soon that's the farmer's market for you um, speaking of farmer's market, someone whose stock you should have bought already because it's already through the roof. Ricky Starks, man. Um, he, Jimmy isn't here to say it. So I'm going to talk about a guy that got over without going over in his match this weekend, uh, cuts a promo saying that no one will make him tap and he's coming for your dinner, Issa. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if he wants to go out for dinner, whatever. No, um, listen, I love their match. I thought this was my favorite match in All Out. The more that I think about All Out, the more that I think about this match, and you're absolutely right. He walked away like looking like a star. I love that they showed that he didn't tap. Even as he's passing out, he's selling a story in his face. I mean, but we've been talking about the stock on Ricky Starks and how high we are on him. And I feel like there's a big opportunity now in collision. We'll see what they do with him, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Ricky Starks. I hope they move on to something big for him from here. Yeah, Justin, it feels like speaking of guys whose stock is about to go through the roof. It feels like Ricky Starks took the loss this week, but I feel like it's a new AEW. It's a new world now. And I think Ricky Stark is going to get a lot of love uh, in the coming months. I mean, I hope so. I mean, they kind of teased him in the past, you know, kind of looked like they were kind of, you know, considering him for main event spots and he worked MJF and all. It's Yeah, I mean, they just need to follow through. And and there's been so many guys that and girls that they looks like they're like setting up to be a big deal and, and you can see Fair why. Enough. And then they just they, they, they just they, there's too many and they get sidetracked. And then, you know, like. I think back to earlier, like, you know, I, I loved when they were doing the book of Hobbs vignettes and backstory on him. They do, they, 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 they do things and then they, they, they just don't, and maybe collision adding collision is supposed to be more time, more real estate to, 
But I, after what we talked about earlier in the news portion, I get worried that it's just going to become Rampage 2.0. I don't know. I, I just, we'll see. But yeah, Ricky Starks, very, yeah, great match over the weekend. Got over without going over. I liked the sound bites tonight in the video package. I liked him saying, don't think that you're going to give me a slice of bread and tell me that I'm, that you fed me. I want the full course. Meal. I mean, it was great sound bites. So yeah, I'm here for him. I'm here for Ricky Starks. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this episode just gave us so much more time for things to breathe. I have a, I feel very confident if they keep this formula going, but uh, we get a quick promo with Don Callis and Takeshita reminds us that Takeshita has beaten Kenny Omega twice. And next week they announced their new target. Uh, Justin, I love that they're reminding us that he got big wins, but the question is who's next for Takeshita. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. If I, I buy into Don Callis. Don Callis gets great heat. I don't know if I yet buy into Takeshita as this heel assassin. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of there with you. I feel like he he can go in the ring, Isa, but yeah, I feel like maybe it's because he went from zero to 100 really fast as far as like where he was on the card. But like I know he can do it in the ring. I just, I, I'm kind of adjust. I'm still waiting for me to believe that he's that guy. Yeah, he's the charisma vacuum. Sorry, not sorry. He's not it. Do you think that Callus makes up for that though? I like Callus by himself. You think he's you can have Callus do what he's doing with anybody, and he's people are still gonna boo. People are he's still gonna get heat. This isn't doing anything for Takeshita. But I'm I'm mad. I'm being biased right now. I think I think we gotta start giving Kenny Omega some wins. (laughs) So you know, like I just I just don't know how you make Kenny Omega feel like another guy in your roster like it makes no sense to me like none of the way that he's been booked makes sense to me but i don't know everything like you always say i just know what what i see i don't mm-hmm. know if kenny's not 100 i don't know what's going on there's been so many things being said about him and like even even don Callis took advantage of that cutting that promo where he showed the x-rays and all that so i don't know but i would like to see kenny be a star in singles division and yeah, yeah to, to, to catch the, i mean look he was he had some good matches when he was a face. Him as a heel, it's like nobody's like. Does anybody really buy into it that he's a that he's a dastardly heel? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you guys. I, I think he was better off as a, a face. But I, I think he can get there. Like I said, it was, he was losing matches left and right. And then he joined Callus, and suddenly he's beating Kenny Omega. It's just a little... It felt like a sudden change it didn't feel natural how he got there um i'm just reading the tea leaves here but i have a feeling kenny omega is gonna be cutting it up very soon uh in the months going forward uh just just a just a a feeling we're gonna get kenny omega singles again coming soon but we got another guy who's going singles again and this was probably the moment of the entire show. This had my jaw on the floor. MJF comes out, talks about he lived in Indiana back when he was on the Indies, and he's wrestling. I did too. I lived in Indiana for eight years. 
You're South Bend, Indiana, huh? baby. Oh. Fighting Irish, oh. touchdown Jesus, all that stuff. <laughs> well, you and MJF <laughs> were practically roommates. Uh, and he's coming back at Grand Slam, but Samoa Joe comes out, Justin. And I wrote down a bunch of notes on this. Um, but I'm just going to say, Justin, tell us about this promo because I felt like this was a barn burner. Well, the promo was really good. I mean, they, they, it was it was it was long, but it was they were back and forth. They were they were cutting up on each other. They had the crowd very much invested. And look, Samoa Joe is one of those. He is so respected and loved by the crowd, but it showed the ability of MGF to get the crowd to quickly start to crap on Joe because they want to side with MGF. It, it, it was it was good stuff. It was very entertaining. Obviously, them referencing uh, what's a famous clip on on the internet of of of, of mjf being a you know, security guard for wb and joe shoving him it was, it was all fun it, it was all it was it was probably it was the the highlight of of the show highlight of the night but i'd be remiss if i didn't point out the most obvious to me negative result of all of this MJF's like, oh, Joe, you're trying to goat me into this, and oh, no, 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 no. If you, 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 know, I, you get back a line. There's a tournament to decide who's going to fight me. We did this whole segment, and then it ended up with having physicality. Both men hitting each other in their alleged tiny penises, and so we have all this happening. And when it's all done, I'm Where's like, meat? does uh, it, 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 it wasn't meat? It was more, uh, you know. What, what was it, Justin? Medallions Where, or uh, hashtag? You know. Where's the yeah. meat? <laughs> uh, it, 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 it was on a skewer. You know, it was it was kebabs. <laughs> it wasn't the big hunks of meat, big cuts of meat. I watch all of this and I go, okay. Now all of us, we only care about MJF and Samoa Joe. Why the frig are we gonna have a tournament? Do I believe that anybody else in this tournament is going to win? And do I care? that anybody else in this tournament wins. No, I want to see Joe and MGF. And and I don't understand because there's a it's a short turnaround to the Grand Slam show in Queens at Arthur Ashe in a couple weeks. So it's a short turnaround. To me, my logic would tell me if I'm booking, short turnaround, don't waste time with a bunch of matches at a tournament. And just give us a couple more weeks of these promos. Just make a challenger in Samoa Joe and then have yeah. two right. Why are we going to force Oh, we have quarterfinal matches this week on Rampage. Semifinal matches next week in collision. Nobody cares. They don't. It doesn't matter. Joe's winning the whole damn thing, and that's Joe versus MJF. So just, I would have rather than have this promo tonight, whack each other in the tiny meats, and then just make the announcement at Grand Slam. It's these two. That's your main event. Bada bing, bada boom, bada goop. Man, there's a reason why Lavar and I have been friends for what almost ten years now. Because yeah. I thought the same thing. I literally said on my watch along, I was like, "Why am I gonna care about the rest of the tournament? Samoa Joe's winning it. Like Samoa Joe's winning the tournament. Why would I watch these matches now?" Another mistake that I felt they made was just not going into Samoa Joe having a tournament match. He came out in gear. He came out in gear. They're gonna put his match on rampage. Like have him destroy whoever he's facing. Don't have them touch each other and have Samoa Joe just destroy whoever he's facing immediately after the segment. Bam. Like, well, right. He Joe is facing Jeff Hardy. So yeah. physicality happens. Uh Adam Cole, as he should, he's his bro Chacho. Adam Cole comes out to try to like get Joe out of there. Have Joe and security and all and, and Adam Cole pushing Joe away. And then cue that Hardy Boys music. 
and here comes Jeff Hardy doing hey, his Jeff deal, Hardy, doing the deal. And he comes down and then he attacks Joe in the aisle way. And maybe if you have to cut the commercial, cut the commercial in the middle of chaos. And then when we come back from commercial, bell rings, match officially starts. That would have been far more entertaining, I think, I, to your point. Joe's yeah. out there in gear. He's already out there ready to wrestle. Yeah, I thought he was going to wrestle. I thought that's why he came out to wrestle like that. Now, I will point out some of the positives. I love this. And I was telling you guys earlier about how Samoa Joe could be one of your panic button guys. He can cut a promo on anyone. He becomes a believable contender for any program, any title you put him on. He's Samoa Joe, and he doesn't get her from losing because he'll just come out and look like a badass and cut a badass promo again and make people look like they have tiny penises and little bitch, right? Like, I loved it. I love. I was like, the, the, the way that he kept calling him kid and the way that I, I really like how MJF turned around because for a second, I was not enjoying MJF when he started doing the, the, the fat shaming. There was a lot of of fat Jamie on tonight's episode. Anyways, when he was doing the fat Jamie and it feels very, I'm like, no, that's not how you insult some more freaking Joe standing in front of you. Like, drop your, let your balls drop and cut a real promo on him. This NJF I liked, right? I love what NJF did and I love that Samoa Joe will reel it right back. And he had the crowd wanting to root for NJF but kind of confused because they were like, yo, Samoa Joe's killing it right now. Like, I'm not sure who I'm rooting for here. But I do agree with you that I wish they would have never made the tournament and just had Samoa Joe become like the, the the challenger and then just give us two weeks of these two guys going at it because you haven't done a promo segment like this in a while. And this used to be one of um, AW's strengths, that two people that you want to see face yeah. each other will come out there, cut a promo. The match is made. The match is freaking made. So the, I, to your point, I didn't care for the tournament match after this. I know who's winning it. I know who's yeah. winning it. The tournament, again, in this situation, a situation that does not lend itself a tournament, it's not like you have three months to build to a to a big show, so you need a tournament to draw it out. You are you are turning around very quick here, and, and again, you're this is probably all inaudible because of the CM Punk situation. So you don't need a tournament. The tournament to me that it really speaks to Tony Khan. Tony Khan is and take this however you want as, as a fan. Tony Khan is not as good or interested and maybe he has help hopefully happening creatively with him he's not as good or interested in doing stories and character development as he is he like he gets excited as a fan as billionaire fan he gets excited to make matches how many different matchups and fresh matchups you never seen this before never seen that before never seen this comedy he gets excited by that whether there's a story behind it or not that's where i think he gets off on the tournament because it's cool that the bracket and fans don't know is it gonna be that person or that person be that person or that who's it gonna be i think he gets off on that and whatever i'm not saying it's a wrong thing everybody has their own flavor at the buffet but i feel like this is just the exact wrong time to do it when you have a quick turnaround again you just had two massive shows one in wembley and one in chicago and now you gotta have another one in queens in two weeks you don't need a tournament kid just just book the match right but it was it was really good stuff from the two of them i disagree with both of you, <laughs> you completely would. Completely. I disagree. I disagree. First off, we always talk about you got to give us a reason to tune into Rampage. That's your reason to no, tune into Rampage. No, you don't. Why would you tune in? He's winning Joe the tournament, Jack. You're going to tune in to what? To confirm your own suspicions? Like, Jack is going to be like, let me tune hey, in to watch hey, him I win. Let you guys make <laughs> Nobody play. has a reason to tune into Rampage. <laughs> yeah, first of all, like literally. <laughs> That's what the tournament is for. I got to wash my hair during Rampage. What? Look, we all know what's going to happen during these one. We get the great matches that we all want anyways. You get more people on TV, but obviously these people are going to peel off into their own rivalries. Like we'll get into some of the people who are on later tonight. So 
of course you're going to have that kind of stuff happen. That's why this tournament's happening. You're going to get great matches. And by the end, Samoa Joe, who, by the way, just lost in front of a lot of people, is going to get a bunch of wins back, so he gets a bunch of momentum along the way. That's Jack, that is the only valid point I'll give you. Is yes, Joe can rack up some TV, some TV wins. I, that's that's about the that's the best explanation I, I think that can be fired back at us as to why the hell we're doing this tournament. This is so I want to talk about this this promo though, by the way, because this is just straight off what we just saw. This to me, I'm watching this and I'm like, I am so back in on the main event level scene in AEW. This was such good. This is one of the best promos they've done in a long time on AEW. And I was so invested in this whole thing. This is probably the best rivalry that CM or that uh that uh, MJF has had since becoming champion. I think already I'm more interested than him. And, and, and if, if you separate him from Adam Cole, everything is great again. I'm just saying, I know a lot of people are really high on the whole better than you, baby, but singles MJF is it. I think he came across looking like a great face today too. Yeah. Not as a guy By who's himself. Feel trying himself. to act like a, like a face and Joe, first guy to stand over a downed MJF and call him a bitch. Like what a game changer in that dynamic. But I got to ask you a big question here. And just, I'm going to throw it to you, Justin, because this is a big one. Uh, first off, we had Samoa Joe, I think take his first shot at WWE I've ever heard, which is when he said last time I was in an ice cream truck, I was number one yes. on the other company's network. That's not what he was talking about. Uh, but, he was talking about Twisted Metal, Jack Farmer. Come on. Yeah, and it was number one on the yeah. network that so the you know, other that company That doesn't have anything to do with WWE. But also, Justin, I want to throw this to you. He said, MJF said he was going to, he sent Regal packing back to NXT where he belongs. Did MJF sign a new contract? That was a pretty uh, aggressive thing to say about someone who's now over in NXT. Jack, I've been saying for months. MJF better have signed a new contract or Tony Khan needs to get smacked around. How do you have this guy? He did. He did. <laughs> how do you have this guy who you were giving the most TV time and your world title to? There's no rational reason you should do all that. If you don't have the guy locked down long-term, let him in character, go out there and say bidding war of 2024, whatever. Cause, cause, cause if it's his character, it's controversial, fine, whatever. But if if MJF truly is not signed long term, if MJF's contract truly expires Jan one of twenty four, if that is a if that's a fact, Tony Khan's a moron because he is then now letting this guy who is the face of his, who is the who is the most over thing in his company right now potentially show up at Royal Rumble or Mania or Night After Mania. So I assume, I assume, billionaire Tony is way smarter than me. And he figured out a way to lock. It's not a way. It's just it's just a, it's just how many zeros in the check that he got MJF locked down somewhere in the last year, and that's 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 a done deal. That, that MJF, I assume, if that's not the case, if MJF shows up this this January or this spring on WWE, I I all of a sudden my expiration date for AEW's lifespan shortens. Because that then tells me that Tony is just getting worked to the fullest by everybody. Yeah, losing MJF at this point, 
that's gonna sting. I've been talking about that conspiracy on my YouTube channel for months, Lavar. I've been saying he's resigned. He's just using that for the promos. Like I, I have a feeling that ever since he came back after that time off, he's been resigned, and he's just gonna continue to say that for the gimmick and the character. Um. So we got. Roderick Strong versus Trent. And this is a match that I think for all of us folks that like good old-fashioned wrestling matches was really fun. But Issa, I have become such a fan of this neck brace wearing Roderick Strong. Neck strong. <laughs> I, I love that. Is his theme song just him going, Adam! <laughs> Adam! I pop so much every time he does that. This is the weirdest character, but I'm in love with it. What do you think about Roderick Strong? I like the character work that he's doing, the brace. Like, <laughs> the fact that he wrestles such a great, he looked fine in the match, nothing happened, and then he automatically puts the brace right back on. I like huge pop. Like, it's the little things, right? Did I care about Tremorera and Roderick Strong? No, not after the segment that we got. But Roderick Strong would do these little things that not only pop you, but you're paying attention. Like, I'm like, did he just wrestle that? great match wins and then puts the break back on like something's wrong with him nothing's wrong with him but yeah i'm a big he's winning me over he's slowly winning me over i think the finals are gonna be him and samoa joe which are mjfs and, and adam cole's enemies right now so i like that they might use the tournament to to what we were saying earlier justin to also elevate the stories that they have on the side uh, justin I, I i agree with everything Issa said and i I just, I don't, I, Roderick Strong just gets it, I think. Like, even his little, like, coming up later tonight cut out, how, like, with all respect to Roderick Strong, he just looks, like, kind of pathetic in his picture. Like, yeah, look, he, Roderick Strong and, and MJF even called him it once, but Roderick Strong, let's just call it what it is, he kind of blended in the past of being, like, generic white guy who was part of Adam Cole's posse, mm -hmm. right? Whether in NXT or whether here, it was just kind of like, he didn't, he didn't, exude the charisma and the must-see that that adam cole does but this bit that he's been doing all of a sudden gives him definition all of a sudden makes me want to see more of him this is good stuff adam <laughs> it's good stuff i care i care about his neck all of a sudden i, I want him to keep winning i'm, I'm a big fan of, I, I don't know why i'm just loving it uh, but Issa, I want you to talk about what are your current favorite wrestlers now? Uh, Tony Storm, uh, clutching her pearls. Tony Storm, this this is one of those character changes that seemed out of nowhere, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it too. Uh, and and I love the like, I'm like over here, like she got me for a second when she's like, because what uh, Renee was asking her about last week, and she's like, oh, so many performances, I can't recall this one, and I'm like. Like, girl, you haven't been doing anything. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I I love it. And, and I feel like for me, and this might be a first in a long time, tonight's Dynamite, the in-ring, it was fine. But if you ask me what to go back to watch, it's all going to be promos and segment and character development. And that's what makes the show more interesting is when you start yes. caring about these people. So mm -hmm. I got to give her props. I don't know where we're going with it, but I'm fully invested in all the respect to Renee as well because she is playing into this. And every time I see the two of them interact now, I'm like, oh my God, somebody's going to eat a shoe to the face or something. Um, I, I just really enjoying. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm here for it. And shout out to her for just trying something new. Watch the shoe. The what? <laughs> yeah. Justin, I think I want your thoughts on Tony Storm and what she's been doing. But I, I feel like with this episode, one of the things I'm, I'm really loving is it feels like whether or not we like it, 
everything has a reason for why it's happening. And Tony Storm, I mean, clearly we're getting this new character over. I love it, but it feels like they're giving her time to get it over. Yeah, and actually, you know, I've always been a fan of Tony Storm. It's a, you, you don't you don't have to watch many matches of hers to realize that she's a, a good wrestler. Um, she's got a really she's got a good look. I mean, whether you base that on sex appeal, whether you base that on uh, just being memorable, I think she has a look. But I will I will say that the the the, the shortcoming in all that and this stems back to her WWE days is that if you made me write two sentences about her character, I don't know if I could I don't know if I could accurately write the two sentences. So I like the fact that she's making it a lot easier for me to start to write the two sentences. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm all for this. I like that you say that because I feel like that's that's a good thing to think about when you see a character and you wonder, like, oh, they're great, but they're not getting yeah. used well. Like, Can you explain it to a non-wrestling yeah. fan in two sentences? That's, that's, that's always the key. That, that's always the key. Can you explain this gimmick to somebody that uh, never watches? And it's not groundbreaking, but that's an exercise that, you know, we have our uh, IWC wrestling training school here just down the road from where I'm sitting right now here in Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, Britt Baker, Wardlow, uh, Joaquin Phoenix of the LWO, um, Elias. You know, we, we've, we, we, we've had so many awesome guys and girls that we trained that have come out and, um, and we've had other, and we have many more students who have whatever. And, and when I've, when I've worked there as a guest, you know, that's one of the things I, I constantly do, whether it's in the public forum with them or whether I pull each of them aside is, Right. Get, get, make me understand in two sentences who are, who you are or I've done the thing where I've given them a box of different inanimate objects. But like, tell me the give me the promo on that. Tell me, you know, like just to see how fast they could think on, on, on the fly, but do it in the voice of their character. I mean, oh but that's the thing. God. Write it in two sentences. If you can't define, you know, I mean, and, and it's easy. We, we could say Brock Lesnar. We could all easily we could write up. We could write three paragraphs. But if you can't if you can't just write two sentences to describe Brock Lesnar, there's a problem, but obviously you can. And that's what makes, that's what makes the best characters that two sentences very easily. And those two sentences will be understood by the most casual or new viewer. That is the key to it all in terms of, if you want to put it all on paper, if you want to get administrative about pro wrestling, you brought me you back to my corporate days with your exercise, because yeah. I remember when I used to have to hire, hire my salespeople and I'd be like, sell me this pen. That was exactly. my favorite thing to do on a yeah, job interview. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever I could find, sell it to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, pulled, exactly. I, had, I had a pen. I had a lighter. Yep. I, had, I had all kinds of different things. You know, just Everything features tell you. benefit sell. Um, yep. I, I do want to pull out this little um, comment, though. It's on Super Chat, but Antonio saying, uh, Gunther over in WWE proves that you don't need gimmicks to be a big draw. I, I disagree. Gunther actually is a very specific character. He's yes, someone he who he, he, <laughs> he focuses and desires the honor and tradition of pure wrestling and will cheat to make sure it comes true. And to take a step further, Gunther is a European monarch or a European dictator, however you want to define a drill him. sergeant. I always general. get drill, drill sergeant actually, vibes. Perfect. Yeah. Actually perfect. Drill sergeant. General Patton. He is that's a, Euro- that's how a European, I describe He him. is a European drill sergeant drill sergeant with, with 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 decorum and with with grace and, and with a certain amount of posh uh, let the, and let let Kaiser and Da Vinci get their hands dirty type of thing. That, that's and what if you go back and watch uh he was part of the media junket for SummerSlam watch every single interview that man 
never broke character. I got a nice little smirk from him, and I was so proud of myself just to get that smirk because I asked him if he helped wedding plan. I was like, what question can I ask? Just to crack him a little bit because that, he stood there, hand behind his back, holding the title. Everybody interviewing, go back and watch every interview, didn't break character once. So um, we get to Hangman Adam Page comes out and talks about how he donated to Chicago schools when Prince Nana comes dancing down the entrance ramp uh, and then Swerve follows through and says after spending two weeks in a coffin, he started thinking about some <laughs> stuff. I popped for uh, that. I popped uh, for that. I, I loved it. So uh, basically says that Hangman doesn't seem like he really wants to be that guy anymore. And if Swerve had those opportunities, he would have been the first black AEW champion. Uh, Page eventually ponies up, but then gets taken out by Brian Cage. Uh, Justin, Adam Page and Swerve are two of my all-time AEW favorites, so I hope they find a way to just be friends. But this was another promo that I felt like set up another rivalry that's fresh, that's new, and I think that could really be fireworks for AEW. Yeah, I'm a fan of this. It is fresh. It's new. Uh, it's somebody in Hangman Page who, again, he's he's part of the the foundation that started there. Swerve, somebody who's looking to break through. Um, you know, I got a, I got a lot of love for Swerve. I, I was actually reminiscing. I had to go back on. I think it's the Cage Match Results. Or I think it's the website. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is right, but I can't quite remember. You know, it was a decade ago. Uh, a decade ago, last month, I was managing RJ City, and we worked a match against a Shane Strickland, better known now as Swerve Strickland. Uh, and, uh, and I remember, I remember seeing things in, in, in that guy 10 years ago, then in that match in West Virginia, uh, that I thought, man, this guy, this guy really, if he, if he, if he pulls that plus his interest is in music and entertainment, I'm happy to see it. Uh, I haven't loved swerves booking in some of the past months. Yeah. They tried some things. They put him with the Parker Boudreaux guy and the other, whatever they, they tried different things. It's been really inconsistent, but this feels like, man, this is a promo. This is a promo that you can get behind. This is a few that you can get behind him versus hangman page. The in-ring work will be real, very good. Um, I, I have to, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just me. Maybe I'm just hung up on the CM Punk story. I definitely thought, I thought it was interesting. Hangman page. like, Oh, he's going to live tonight. He's going to get a microphone. And at one point commentary even said, you don't want to miss this. And he comes out and talks about how he's, He's helping Chicago. I, I I was waiting for like this big. I was really waiting for a troll job, uh, to go even further. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just being petty, Tom Petty. But I <laughs> thought that that's what this whole point was tonight was for Adam Page without getting Tony Khan in any legal trouble to pew 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 at CM Punk. <laughs> Uh, Issa, I want to know your thoughts on this whole thing. I, I, I want to know your thoughts on the promo. I want to know your thoughts on where you think this is going. And I want your thoughts on my fear being both these guys need wins right now. Yeah, that I, I do agree with you on that. I do think that both of these guys need a win. But I will tell you one thing. Like, I love... I, I <laughs> did he really? I'm sorry. Is that yeah, true? Did I did, miss that? He did. He did. He mentioned that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Wayne. That's awesome. Wait, again, if you're on the audio, you got to tune into the um, He booked his own flight. So I, I was somebody that had an issue with Hangman Page being okay by just winning a pre-show match. I get that it was for charity, and I get that you got to do something cool, but I hated it. I hated seeing Adam Page in, in, the, in the group with 
people that you don't even know who they are. So I thought that the promo that he was going to cut was about not being okay with that and wanting to get back into the swing of things and who he was, and he didn't. So I am so glad that the person that came out and called him out and said, you act like you don't even want that spot anymore when some of us are just dying for it. It was swerve because that he is it. I, I love that. Uh, I do agree. I don't think that either one of these guys can take a loss right now. So it's, it's, it's a fun. I think it's going to be a fun back and forth with the promos and all that. I am, I am waiting for somebody to pull Hangman back to what he was prior to all the drama because I somebody has to say it since the even since the first instant of the drama he just hasn't felt like like I was there uh when he when he won the world championship from Kenny Omega the pop the crowd they told that story for two years it was one of the best stories told in AW history and to see him in the pre-show Somebody had to. Somebody has to get that fire out of him, and I think well, that Swerve could do that. Although there's some irony in comedy, and Swerve using the pre-show thing as a cut down to page. Meanwhile, it's like, well, we just put on MJF and, and Adam Cole in the pre-show too, so let's not let's not go ahead and taint the pre-show too much here. <laughs> but they went on to main event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, much like Kenny Omega reading the tea leaves, I got a feeling that Hangman Adam Page is gonna do pretty good going forward for the next yeah months. you you have a feeling you have that feeling for everyone you want people to become friends in a wrestling show like i, I just want these guys to be have. best friends can't they just be pals no, go, no, watch, no. go watch a sitcom tv show if you want to watch people become friends please go, that's go watch wrestling for. go watch a buddy cop <laughs> yeah can't, can't, we, can't they like at the end just both realize that they both no. have some faults and that they can both be no, better people. I watch, I watch everyone learns a lesson along the way. people to fight each other and watch their <laughs> kids cry in the front row at the end of the show. That's what we watch wrestling for. Jack Farmer, there will be blood. <laughs> well, if John Moxley's in the match. Yeah. Uh, there will be blood and the meat will be slapping. Majestic unless, unless it's we someone you're MJF, there'll be no meat there. <laughs> I want the friendship hour. Can't everyone just be pals? Still jokes. No. Uh, but at, at, in all seriousness, though, I, I absolutely loved this. And, and yeah, it was great. Um, but two guys that you can't like replicate, I think, as far as who they are. And so it's, I think, whenever you have wrestlers that you can't replicate, you you gotta use them as much as you can. And I think these are two guys that there's stuff about them that you you just you can't find. You can find big, you can find strong, but there these guys have personalities that just resonate in a way you can't duplicate and so you should take advantage of that um everyone says they want to see fights so i guess it's gonna be a show where people fight that leads us to our main event darby allen takes on nick wayne in a eliminator tournament match uh we get the match and it's kind of a story of darby allen trying to get the best out of nick wayne um uh, roderick strong's watching christian's watching Eventually, Darby Allen just can't bring himself to to hit the coffin drop. So instead, just stomps the back of Nick Wayne's head into oblivion. Uh, Justin, uh, of course, Darby Allen gets the win. Don't think anyone is shocked by that result. Um, thoughts on Nick Wayne, how Nick Wayne is handling himself so far, and what's next for these two? I mean, Nick Wayne is you know extremely young i mean so this is i mean i think he's handling himself fine i mean this is i mean getting uh he's getting a main event spot in the show but i i'm i'm starting to just really just believe that the main event of dynamite is not 
what the company feels is the biggest draw. No, they lose all they lose all of the viewership by nine o'clock if you look at their yeah. quarters. So it's, they're not it, putting all the effort into the last no, match. It's the first segment. And that makes total sense going back to what we said earlier. If if John Moxley is now the international champion and he's gonna take Orange Cassidy's place and he's gonna be the opening segment, that makes sense because Moxley is is over like he is. The main the main event of Dynamite um, again, maybe on Tony's barometer and criteria of matchmaking or it's a tournament match or whatever, but it does not feel like it's the must-see uh, segment. There was a lack of meat. There was a lack of meat in this main event. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it, I don't know. This was what it was. I, I just... Good on Nick Wayne. He's like a super young guy. He's getting a lot of opportunity. He's talented. Um, I just... And again, it's part of a tournament that to me at this point is just irrelevant. It's It's... it's we're just we're just body time for Samoa Joe to become the winner. So uh, I I was eh on this whole ending, quite frankly. Um, yeah, I think that this was not the biggest moment of the night. I still liked what happened as far as the storytelling and what they were trying to do here, because obviously we're moving towards Christian and Nick Wayne. It looks like um, Issa. Uh, this is the first September that Nick Wayne hasn't had to go back to school and he's main eventing uh, on a show on a big channel. Uh, he's so young that if you told me he was dating Thea Hale, I'd be like, isn't she a little old for you? <laughs> but uh, uh, how do you feel Nick Wayne is doing and uh, how do you feel about the end of the show? I think he's doing fine. I mean, you have him. You have been interacting with Christian. I do think that that obviously goes to show you that they're really trying to put all the effort into this story because you just uh, I think Christian is probably their best heel right now, especially with what NJF is doing. But I just don't feel like this was main event worthy. Like, uh, you know, we talk about the airport test. Justin Lamar talks about the airport test. Oh, you, be oh you, you beat me too. I was getting, I was <laughs> if, you, if you never watch wrestling or if you stop watching you're a casual viewer and you're flipping channels and you see these two guys wrestling This is two, fre this is two freshmen 200 pounds at 17 year old. You probably ask if it's legal. Is, is it legal to have these guys out there and then the one thing that you do to keep people from changing the channel you bring out Christian Cage, you got a commercial as he comes out. I'm changing the channel. Like it, it, The numbers have proven, because I've been paying attention to the numbers per quarter, that they do lose a lot of their viewership after 9 p.m. And it feels like they just accepted that. And now they're stacking the first hour and giving up on the second hour instead of just trying to change that trend. I don't think these guys passed the I'm going to stay tuned for the main event test. I think he's great. And I think it's good for him that he's getting these opportunities, but he I wouldn't put him in I wouldn't put him in my main event. It's all I'm saying. Airport test this is two 15 year olds beating the crap out of each other, but rather, <laughs> you're waiting for them to like fight to, to but, ask for the autograph to somebody else. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it's just it's I mean, yeah, that is what it is. I mean, yeah. from a from that from the shallow standpoint, which I'm sorry, television can be shallow, that's what it is. Yeah. Television can be shallow? Oh, that's uh, Hollywood is surface level is what you're saying. Um, I will say, I think that this one, it felt like, especially this episode, it felt like there was, a, it would have been nice if they had a little uh, button on the end, something to I give us. I think that Darby killed himself with that suicide dive. That I was mean, brutal. He did a spot to the outside when he just laid there and went to commercial. I thought, I thought it, it looked bad. I just, I felt like there was going to be a story beat or something at the end. You know, it felt like, 
I, like, I don't know. Like, so, I don't yeah, know. The story is Sting is going to adopt them both. Well, both Darby and, and Nick. Well, I, hope I love Sting. I'd hate for him to have to deal with Christian because they were also happened. they were also rushed. I mean, again, mm-hmm. again, the, the, again, the, the show overall was not the 20 and 10 that Jimmy would normally say. I thought the show let things breathe other times. Yeah. But, but timing wise, and I know they kept saying on commentary, we're going to let this match go until however long. But it's like, no, you're not. You're, you're trying to get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they were they were rushing to get out. Um, so, yeah, it felt I don't know. Just I felt like there should have been I, I was waiting yeah. for something to happen. Um, but <laughs> at, at the end of the day, Darby Allen wins. We move forward. Um, Paul with the super chat saying main event was like Maryland without crab cakes. Ick. Yeah, you don't go without crab cakes. I make phenomenal crab cakes, by the way. My crab cakes. That is really that is that is that is my wife's number one. Well, not number one, but it's a top request from the wife. Crab cakes. <laughs> I will hope that's not the top request. <laughs> Labar's crab cakes. Yeah. Take that, Jimmy Seafood. Wait, uh, no, 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 this does it for this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Everyone in the chat, let me know what you guys thought of this week's show. Give us an out of 10 uh, as we go. Issa, what were your final thoughts on this week's episode and where can the world find you online? I enjoyed this week's episode, but for me, like I said earlier, in ring, the matches were just fine. I was really invested in the promo work and the character development and the new stories that are forming. Swerve, <clears throat> Swerve and Hangman Page and Samoa Joe and MJF mainly um yeah I, I i thought it was it was an enjoyable episode uh, usually it's the other way usually we got a lot of really good in-ring and not enough character development so i'm glad there was a good balance tonight people can find me nyc demon diva here on youtube i do watch alongs for everything we just survived six days of streaming in a row thanks to the crazy schedule of wrestling uh you guys can also find me at nyc demon diva on all social medias and lucha libre online you can find me here you can find me over on Know Your News, I'm trying to take over the world. Trying to? It sounds like you already did. Uh, <laughs> Justin, overall thoughts of the show, and where can the world find you online? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show again, and I, and I fully recognize they're, they're dealing with a lot of, you know, a lot of craziness going on between um, CM Punk Audible, between injuries, between, you know, Tony Khan, which I, I put this over big last week, him letting uh, talent if they wanted to attend bray wyatt services so i mean there's a lot of audibles to be called in some cases. and then again we've talked about this between wembley chicago arthur ash and queens it's a lot of big shows in, a, in, in less than a month um you know i think this time was a pretty good show i questioned the tournament format but at the same time um you know you jack you made a great point about maybe it's 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 a, it's a way to get joe some wins before he goes into it and this and that. So I thought there was a lot, I thought there was a lot of positive to take from tonight. There's certainly always critique, but that's just that's comes the nature of it. Um, I'm here for it. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I'm really interested to see how this fall uh, goes for AEW with Collision, with all the stories they got going on. So I'm here for it. Of course, we're here every Wednesday to talk about it. Uh, at Justin Labar, across the socials, I'll be back Friday morning. Channel 156 on Sirius XM Radio. Busted open with myself, Dave LaGreca, and Thunder Rosa as we do our weekly Friday spar with Labar. Don't miss it. 
Geez, interviewing big big names and doing spar with Labar, taking over the world yourself. There's not enough worlds for the both of you. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who's. At the end of the day, it's gonna be a fight at the death between Issa and I. That's just yeah, for, for world for domination. Left. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. That's where you can find all the stuff I'm working on. I want to thank everybody who joined us today, whether you're a lurker or a Clay Ford or Wayne or Kirk or MDB999, Tommy O, Killer of Demon 669, William Holcomb. Didn't see it till the end there. Launchpad 42, Beer Money. Yay, Monge and everyone else. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all the latest wrestling news. And make sure to be back here on Friday when we cover SmackDown and Rampage 2. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll talk about that banger between Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy that everyone's talking about. We'll see you then. Meat slaps. <laughs>